0: Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 29, where Jeremy talks to Ron Yates from Spicewood Vineyards and the new Yates located on US 290 in Johnson City. Listen along as Jeremy talks to Ron Yates.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Today we are hanging out at Spicewood Vineyards with Mr. Ron Yates, uh, kind of chit-chatting about uh, everything. Spicewood Vineyards, Yates, twenty sixteen harvest, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, so, Ron, thanks for hanging out with us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me,
1: and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to uh, discuss what's happening around here.
2: Happy to do it. Uh, so, what's happening? It's twenty sixteen harvest is rolling up here yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, How harvest, have things been? Harvest has been great this year. We've, uh, you know, it's been. There have been interesting times. We had, uh, the last week here in the hill country, we had to pull off about 42 tons of fruit in a week, all by hand to make sure we missed the rains. And we finished about two hours here pulling off Timpernillo before it started pouring down rain. So we were pretty happy about that. But it's been, uh, it's been rewarding. It's been a struggle. It's been interesting running two places now versus one and having to consolidate two harvests and plan all that. But, you know, if we didn't love it, we wouldn't be doing it.
1: Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart, right? But <laughs> no, it, it's not. It makes it worth it in the end. Yeah. Uh, so not everybody knows yet, but obviously Spicewood Vineyards has been around for a while. It's been mm-hmm. your baby. Mm-hmm. Great things. You guys are doing a lot of estate fruit here. Um, however, uh, Yates just came on board recently. So you guys yeah. have your new winery over on, on 290. Yeah. Uh, so kind of tell the listeners about the differences between the wineries, kind of what prompted you guys to open Yates, and what they could expect from Spicewood versus Yates stylistically sure. or...
2: Well, so the, ultimately, we, we purchased the uh, the vineyard here in Spicewood from the Manigolds back in two thousand and seven, and they originally their vision was to only make wine off all the fruit that they grew here on site, and had about seventeen acres, and you know some varieties varieties that did really well here, and some others that probably were not the best suited for making for growing grapes and making wine in the hill country, but they loved it, and that's what they wanted to do. So when we came in, uh, we ripped it down to about nine acres from that seventeen, and then uh, over the the next couple of years, we planted it up to about 32 acres, so we're at 32, 31, something like that here at Spicewood, and uh, we're at about probably 20, 21 acres of that is fruiting, so we still have some, some hurry up and wait out there, but we kind of are slowly taking, you know, we've made wine from a lot of places. We made wine from some, a lot of fruit from out of state when we first got started, just because they're wasn't a lot of other Texas fruit around back at that time period, but we've kind of slowly, as the fruit here is coming to fruition and other vineyards in the state have started giving us fruit, we've kind of slowly moved away from, from the out-of-state stuff and started more heavily on the Texas stuff, and now we're really at Spicewood. The plan is, over the next three or four years, to get it as close to estate grown fully as possible. You know, it is, the hill country and Mother Nature is crazy sometimes, so I don't know if we'll. I will go as far to say that we'll ever be fully 100% estate grown only, but we'd like to be, we think we can hit 85, 90% on that. And that's kind of our goal here at Spicewood to to kind of feature the wines that are grown right here. But part of our concern was that we re- there was a lot of other vineyards in the state that we really liked making wine out of, and we didn't just want to walk away from all that fruit. And uh, so we decided we'd, uh, we kind of all, my mother, my father, my sister, I are all business partners in this, and we all decided that we wanted Something that was our own—that you know wasn't wasn't uh, something else that somebody had already started. We love what the Mantegolts have done. We love con- continuing on the tradition at Spicewood, making new traditions. But we wanted to start something from the ground up that was representative of our family, that bore our family name, all that good stuff. So that's kind of was the impetus behind wanting uh, to start uh, Yates over on Two Hundred and Ninety.
1: All right. And you guys picked a pretty cool spot. I mean, you guys are mm-hmm. close to High Texas, which yeah. is obviously a neat, a neat area for for winemaking and wine growing. Um, so with Yates, uh, I know we recently wrote something up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have done some great write-ups so far as a, kind of the preview mm-hmm. for opening. Yeah, uh, A lot of things happening over there. Uh, so you guys have stuff. a little estate vineyard. Yeah, uh, we have.
2: Of- uh, right now we have about four acres of Tempranillo. We actually pulled out two acres of that, gave us fruit this year. And so we pulled off uh, almost a ton of... Uh, of third leaf Tempranillo so not a whole lot but it was delicious and it makes me really excited for the future. Uh, The plan there ultimately is to have about nine to ten acres planted. Probably going to do it all in Tempranillo. We want to, we'd like to have a wine that when everybody, whenever you know year-round when somebody comes to the tasting room we say oh this was grown here and figured if we did a bunch of smaller acreage of different varietals, we might be sold out all the time of what we grow on site. So we're going to, you know, there may be an acre of Graciano or something as a blender in there, or maybe some Petite Syrah if we get really, really finicky. But that's the plan is to, you know, I'm a Tempranillo guy and that's what I love. So that's what we're going to do over there.
1: And a great grape for the hill country, yes, right? Yes, sir. Especially. Uh, what's your soil over there? What's the, the soil so- dynamic on that? You know,
2: of yeah, off the top of my head, I'm, I can't remember the exact dynamic, but it's much. It's it's interesting here at Spicewood, where all the Spanish fruit is planted. We at Spicewood, we have in the south vineyard, it's sandy loam soil. It's almost like a beach volleyball pit at the very south. It's just sand and that water really really drains and so those tap roots go a lot farther so that's where most of the french fruit that we have is planted Uh, across the road here on the north side it tends to become more of like a black clay soil and that really holds moisture and so you tend to get those those uh, uh those roots tend to go out a little farther out to the side and don't really like the water doesn't drain quite as much and so that's kind of where we planted the the Spanish stuff here, uh, over there, it's a totally different soil. It's a it's a red soil. It almost reminds me of kind of the high plains. It's it's really red and fertile, and it goes deep. We uh, uh, we were doing the, the the plan to kind of place the tasting room where it's going to be. We brought the little backhoe to see how far we could go down until we hit rock, and we took the little backhoe down about twelve feet, ten feet, and we still didn't hit rock. So it's really deep soil. Um, so I, 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 like I said, that first uh, that first harvest this year, that we are very intrigued. The fruit looked really, really great, and so that soil sure looks like it's going to be able to make some good stuff.
1: That'll be exciting to, to taste in the in the future. Yes, sir. It's nice to already have stuff producing over there.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I kind of my guys fought me. I let them three uh, back when we planted three years ago, four years ago, however long that was. I was, like, we had so much going on, and I was like. What? Let's just worry about this next year. And they they fought me on it, and I went ahead and let them plant. And it was a great decision. It was nice to be there and start making our first year of wine and already have a harvest. Yeah, you're
1: raising the benefits immediately. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Uh, So you guys uh, at Gates are open for business technically now, right? By appointment?
2: We opened Friday, last Friday, the 16th, by appointment. Yeah, we just don't. Right now, we. We just don't have, especially with the the over 200 tons of fruit we've been uh, crushing inside the winery, we just don't have a big location to do a lot of tastings right now. So we're going to kind of keep it minimal right now until we get the little pavilion built oh, two or three months from now and we can actually do tastings on a larger scale. So we just, we really didn't want it to get super overcrowded. We wanted to maintain some quality in the tastings. So... We're going to do, uh, you know, by appointment right now. That'll probably change once the, uh, the pavilion gets open and we have more room and more space and can better accommodate customers. But right now, we just don't have the ability to do a whole lot of tastings. So we want to make sure that everybody comes out there, really gets to enjoy their experience.
1: Well, it's nice to have that, that intimate experience anyway. I feel like you're part of it, especially being a, you know, brand new facility. And, mm-hmm. and I can vouch for the view, not too bad yeah. from the front porch there. And yeah. the wines are, are pretty darn good. So I think anybody who visits will be in for a treat. Oh, well, it's exciting to, to have you guys on the trail. Obviously, Spicewood. I mean, this is my home out here, too. It's a great place. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it's a new dynamic for you guys being on, you know, really kind of ground zero out there. Uh, what are your expectations? Are you, are you a little nervous? Or are you excited I, about
2: it? I, I, it's a heavy dose of both, actually. You know, it's easy to get kind of kind of lulled into to complacency here at Spicewood. You're kind of off in the corner. It's You know, you don't have to worry about all the the road and all the cars passing by, you kind of know you're gonna not get bombarded with a lot of people. You're gonna be able to handle everything, and it's it's I, it's been fun to grow it out here to a, to Saturdays now. Where okay, yeah, we need a little help. We're we're getting busy, and but it's never the overwhelming busy like that. I go out and see from yeah you you've seen it before working out at, at Coleman. It's 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 a whole new frontier for us over there on two ninety. I'm really excited about it. We're really intrigued and, and ready to, to take on the challenge but yes I would be lying if I said it wasn't a little intimidating and a little it makes me a little nervous about the, uh, the 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 volume of people and having to hire more folks and having it having to grow your, your, your scale of production and to be able to keep all those things running smoothly while still while still having spicewood running at a, at a good rate it's it's it, but you know I like a, I like a good challenge otherwise I wouldn't be in the Texas wine industry yeah, so
1: yeah. You push yourself farther and see yeah. what you can do. Well, welcome to the uh, welcome to two ninety. <laughs> Thanks, Out- going to be exciting.
2: We're we're it's a, it's what I've enjoyed so far is is all the you know neighbors stop, stopping by, people, other pe- folks in the winery coming in to say hi. We just don't we don't get a lot of that kind of for lack of camaraderie, for a lack of better word. We just you know you f- feel much more a part of the industry over there already than we have. Oh, kind of off the beaten path over here.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's nice to have that. I mean, it really is, it is so tight-knit around mm-hmm. that, that area. But, of course, it's kind of nice to be out here, too. You're, you know, kick back, <laughs> yeah. you've got the beautiful views, and you're way off the highway. You know? I get
2: the best of both worlds. One, one morning I feel like I just want to go be quiet and, and, and serene. We'll come out here. If I want to go say hi to a whole bunch of people and be social, we'll go over to Yates. Yeah. You can yeah. exercise both, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Um, so and I guess really the benefit too is, you
1: know, obviously most everybody probably knows about Spice with Vineyards mm-hmm. and it keeps you guys busy enough.
2: It's fantastic
1: out here. Uh, but there's no doubt that I think the, the Yates is going to bring more uh, visual to both mm-hmm. you know, because obviously they, they can be tied into one another as far as your Perfect. business. But,
2: well, we've already seen in the first couple of, of days of doing tastings. We've, you know, half the people... That are doing tastings have never, have oh, never even heard of Spicewood. I've never been out there. So that's probably, you know, we're hoping there'll be a little dual benefit to that. People get to come out and taste some of the, the Spicewood wines as well, because they're, you know, we're, as, especially as the the estate program grows and comes into fruition, you just won't be able to get the, a lot of these wines here at Spicewood anywhere else. And so that's I like the dichotomy of having having the difference of of uh, more of uh, the rest of the state wines. You know, we, at Yates we make wine from from West Texas, from the Hill Country, from a little farther up north of the Hill Country, from down the Davis Mountains, pretty much all over the state. And really at Spicewood we're kind of focusing on on the, like I said that the estate stuff, and we do the rest of the stuff comes up from the high plains, so that will get fleshed out and kind of more into where we're, like I said, 85 90% all grown right here as the as the vineyard gets gets producing fuller. That'd be exciting to really have that true sense of place, really, with
1: both you know, Tempranillo neo, yeah. gates. And, and yeah. a lot of people don't know either at Spicewood, you guys have some older vines, you know, I yeah. think the Sauvignon, Blanc the, Sauvignon
2: Blanc, the Merlot, the Cab, the Chardonnay, and the Simeon are all, if I'm correct, on all of them, maybe not all of those, but I know for sure the Cab and the Sauvignon Blanc were planted in 92. So we got, for as far as the Texas wine industry goes, it's got some age on it. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's fun with the Sauvignon Blanc and the Cab as well. We've uh, we've planted a lot of new vines in that as well. So when you, especially the, the Sauv, you get, you know, 40, 50% of your production from 25 24 year old vines and then you get the other stuff coming from fruit that was planted in 09 or 08 and there's really different characteristics versus the age you're a lot of like deep grapefruit on the older stuff and kind of put in some tropical notes from the young stuff some guava some pineapple so the the ultimate blend of those together has really kind of increased the complexity and done cool things for the wine that's a great opportunity to be able to do that yeah it's been fun Sweet. Well, uh, as we wrap things up, anything else you'd like to add to
1: to the listeners as far as uh, coming to see you guys? Yeah, no,
2: we're just doing? we're excited to be over in that in that part of the world and making some new wines. We've worked with a lot of new growers this year at, at Yates because we had to grow our production, and that's been a real a real treat is getting to make some wine out of some vineyards that we've never made wine out of before. And we've seen some really cool aspects of what what's happening in different places in the state. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited. We, we've we kind of watched some of our contemporaries do really cool things with Italian varieties, and I've been fairly ignorant to Italian varietals. You know, they're a little bit intimidating, too, with 2,500 different grape varieties or whatever they have there in that country. So, But we've watched uh, some Sangiovese, some Fermentino, some Barberas, really cool wines being made out of the Italian fruit. So we've kind of taken our first little, dipped our toe into that. We got... Uh, we're actually doing a, a Hill Country and a High Plains Sangiovese this year. We got some uh, Sangiovese from uh, Teo Pancho Ranch Vineyard there at Alamosa Alamosa Winery. We got uh, Katie Jane them from Farmhouse Vineyards gave us a bunch of uh, beautiful, beautiful Sangiovese this year. So we're getting to to do some fun things, that, some fruit that we've never got to work with before as well and, and see what else, you know, I'm a very staunch Spanish fruit guy after all the time I spent in Spain, but, you know, getting to open my, uh, open my eyes up a little bit see what else we can do with some other fruit and getting to kind of build that horizon and broaden the, the depth of what all we can do in Texas.
1: Which goes deep, as we know. That that's goes, right. That's no right. No pun intended. Yeah,
2: no pun intended. Uh,
1: so you mentioned Spain, too. So a couple of things for people that don't know you guys. Uh, a little bit about you and Todd. What kind of got uh, you guys in the wine industry? And- well,
2: yeah. So I was... Uh, my cousins, the Allers, own Fall Creek Vineyards. And so we grew up kind of down the road and going over there. And, you know, we kind of, kind of were like, wow, they're making wine in Texas. Okay. And, you know, it was never really something I had a passion for it. For As a kid, it was just a whole lot of work if you went over there. It was like, come help him harvest grapes and not get to enjoy the fruit of your labor. But boom. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but no, I had the good fortune of getting to go to Spain uh, in my sophomore year at UT so I could get my Spanish credit to graduate. And we lived with the family. We were there, supposed to be there for a month and come back home. And my buddy and I just fell in love. We uh, went all over the state. We uh, spent some time at some vineyards up in the Duero, and I kind of noticed wow, this is really similar to the hill country. Rolling hills and granite and limestone soil and, you know, it's hot and all kinds of stuff. So that really kind of got the the ball rolling for me. I came back and took a little detour through law school, graduated from law school, and decided I wanted to do something else other than become an attorney. Uh, And so all those years of making wine and Ozarka bottles in the garage and out of kits and doing that stuff finally showed uh, showed some... uh, some development on what we've been doing, but that's kind of how we got into it. And uh, uh, Todd actually was from, Todd's from uh, what's the the north of Houston? I can't remember the town. Kingwood, there we go. Kingwood originally went to A&M and then as soon as he graduated, moved out to Sonoma for about 12 years and worked at a bunch of different wineries in Sonoma, starting off at the Lab and some and then finished up as a head winemaker at a little winery called Christopher Creek there. And so he was just ready to come back to Texas and start, you know, Doing, doing stuff in Texas and trying to make a name for the Texas wine industry. And we got really lucky to catch him as he was coming back. And what's great about Todd and I is we both, you know, a lot of times you'll have the owner and the wine, the winemaker kind of have very different visions of what they're wanting to do with stuff. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I'll I'll let Todd go and and do whatever he wants to do because he's the, he's the genius at it. But, when we kind of sit down and talk about things, our, our kind of perspective and the end result that we're looking for and kind of what we both enjoy out of Texas wine is really kind of on the same plane. And that's made it really fun to get to kind of have the same ideas and expectations and thoughts and getting to see it come together and 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 over the last i guess he's this will be his fifth season with us i guess that's right and it's just gotten better over a year and watching him kind of tweak his winemaking to adapt to to the stuff we do in texas has also been really fun well
1: it's nice when stuff jives like that it is. works it, out falls into place it is
2: it's it, it makes it you know there's already enough stressful situations in a winery in a vineyard anyway so having having the The owner and the winemaker be simpatico and on the same page and expecting the same things has been a really nice treat for me. Probably for Todd, too. He probably enjoys not having me ask him any questions other than, how's it look? How's it look? Yeah.
1: Well, cheers to that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we'll we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Once again, thanks for hanging out with us and chatting about what's happening. And uh, once again, for the listeners, Spicewood Vineyards right up here off seventy-one in Spicewood. Uh, Come hang out, taste some wines. There's Opie's Barbecue down the road to get some Mm -hmm. food. And um, the the beauty of Spicewood is it's off the beaten path. You get the the hill country views, the old vines sitting out there. Uh, Great ambiance, great patio, uh, great wines. And then, of course, uh, Yates, off 290, uh, just east of High, just on east the, on the High. north side, uh, next to Vinovium. Mm-hmm. So a great place to check out by appointment now. So call soon. Make yep. your appointment. Come say out of the guys. And
2: yeah, and if, take if, some if, if, for, if for some reason you don't get a hold of us, just stop by. We'll try to take care of you as best we can. Come on out.
1: Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, tune in next time for the Texas Wine Lover Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash txwinelover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcasts.